0: Anyone's Game podcast, following women's football.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Anyone's Game podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Hunrathic. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Glasgow Women Geo, Cara Henderson and Lucy Ronald, as well as Anyone's Game regular, Kenny Bogue. How are you all doing?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, very well, thank
2: you. Wonderful, Robbie. Thanks for having me.
1: No worries. It's great to have you all on the show this fine Monday evening. On this podcast, we will get to know the girls with a flagship Anyone's Game Getting to Know You questions. We will take a deeper look into Glasgow girls and women's season so far and get Lucy and Cara Stotts. And then we went onto the socials and asked our followers, have you got any questions for a guest? And we do. So we're going to end the podcast with some questions for the girls and hopefully a bit of fun as well. So stay tuned and here we go. As we always love to do here on the Anyone's Game podcast, we will start with our getting to know you questions. And well, Lucy, since you were the bold one and wanted to go first off camera, we will start with you. So where are you from originally?
3: I'm from Glasgow. um... I'm from Rutherglen and I've lived here my whole life.
1: And what was it like growing up in Rutherglen?
3: Yeah, good. I've got a lot of happy memories growing up. When I was younger, I think it's nice that I've lived here my whole life. So got that sort of community feel as well.
1: Would you like to move or live anywhere else in Rutherglen at some point?
3: Um, I would love to move away, definitely. I think, as I've always said, I'd love to live in London. So that's sort of a far-fetched dream, but...
2: Which London club are you going to play for? You moved out now. Um,
3: if I could choose, yeah. uh, if I could choose Arsenal, I think. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that, that would be pretty cool. You never know, one day. And g- growing up in Rutherglen, was it just playing on the street? So, how did you get into playing football in the first place, Lucy?
3: Um, see, we never like so. My street wasn't really one that we were out playing football. I never really had that experience when I was younger, but. My older brother plays football and I've always said I don't know if I'd kick a ball if it wasn't for him. So definitely just, I went everywhere with my mum to his training and I always had a ball at my feet and I was just desperate to be exactly like him. So that's sort of how I started out in football and always I'm thankful to my older brother for
1: that. What team did you start out at in the first place?
3: Um, So when I was younger, I sort of, my brother played for Hamilton Aki, so i uh, done a sort of community thing with them and then a community thing with Celtic as well for a wee while and then um, I only played for a boys team for a short while, I don't even think it was a year and then just with things getting in the way with my brother's football and then I joined Glasgow City when I was 10 and that was really my first proper club I would say.
1: And when you was playing for the boys team was you the only girl in that team at that point?
3: I think there was actually another girl that did play, I, I, I was about eight or nine, I, I can't. i I'm sure there was another girl um, there, but I always loved playing with the boys, um, I used to play with my brother and his friends as well, and I always loved that, that when you, you'd show up, you know, you would get that sort of look from them all, like a girl playing football, and I always loved that, and I've got really good memories of that growing up.
1: Did you show them all up then?
3: Yeah, of course, I always always loved that, I loved showing up, and as I said, they would all look at you as a, I got out playing football and then you go on the pitch and you'd be better than most of them.
1: <laughs> Love that and what would you say in your time playing football so far would be your biggest achievement?
3: Biggest achievement probably making my debut for Glasgow City was massive for me Um I was at the club for such a long time and I think um, it was a really proud moment for me and my family and then signing for Hibs was also a massive one a, a big step in the um, direction I want to go in my career and coming back on loan to Glasgow Women, I'd say they're, they're probably the two things that stand out the most for me.
1: Yeah, well, that was actually going to be a question for later, but it ties in, well, now. Someone was asking that. What was it like for you, a young age, to play or be part of two huge clubs in Glasgow City and Hibbs?
3: Yeah, it's massive, I think. I mean, obviously, playing, getting my debut for Glasgow City, you know, such an amazing team with fantastic reputation, and it's a club that meant a lot to me and does mean a lot to me and um, I think to be there for such a long time and to get in and play in that environment and then the same with Hibs obviously they're a f- fantastic club a really big club that's been up challenging for for years um, and and it's great I'm really enjoying it.
1: That's great to hear and the question that everyone loves to be asked I guess is what would you say is your ultimate five-a-side team this could be players you've played with, played against, or if you really want to make it sound amazing, you can pick players you admire as well?
3: Oh, um, so five-a-side team. I start with Carla Girasoli. Um, I played with at Glasgow City. I'm a really good friend of mine as well, and she's a fantastic player. She's done so well for herself at a young age, so I'd say she'd definitely make my five-a-side team. Um, I'd probably go Rogan Hay as well. I played with her early years at Glasgow City, and She's a fantastic player and you can see that she's doing so well. So I think she'd make it. Played against last season Priscilla Chinchilla, she was next level. I think having her in the SWPL one is, she's ridiculously good. So I think she has to make it. I'd probably say Hayley Lauder as well. Trained and played before here and there at Glasgow City and played against her and I think she's a fantastic, technically gifted player and I think she'd probably make it as well. And I'd go Nick Dock as well, probably. She's such a powerful athlete and I think she's a great player as well and she'd probably make my five. There's so many more I could choose from, but that's just off the top of my head from ones that I sort of have played with in a a game here and there.
1: No, I do do rate that team a lot. Uh, Pesach and Chia is probably Carrie and I's favourite player in this, the PL1, so totally... You're actually one of the first people it's picked her, but she's a very good player. Yeah. Jane
2: Ross is my favourite player now. You're not putting yourself in the team then, was she?
3: Well, that that was her question. Was a recent... <laughs> ah, you can go in the team if you are. the You're the guy. I thought, so if you to be in the team, that's... you can be in your team. I was You're putting right. myself as, as like the manager of the team <laughs> rather than putting myself playing, but I would love to be amongst that, that calibre of players.
1: It can be rolling subs, don't worry. He's got no goalkeeper as well, I don't think.
3: No, I, I see. That's why I thought Carly and Nick at the back, they can sweep up. I think we we'll just have a, a sort of sweeper.
2: So you played backies, that's what I'd call it. Backies. What did you? What would you just call that?
0: Uh, any money. Any money. Any money.
2: Any money. Any money.
0: Any money. <laughs> any money.
2: Did you say that as well, Robbie and Aberdeen? Yeah, <laughs> we'd say any money. Yeah. How oh,
1: would you? Mm-hmm. I you'd Any money. But I guess that's a good abbreviation of it. <laughs> 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 backies are a different footballing game I've played or along that lines, but I'm not going to go into
2: that. Cara, we'll move on to you. I was just going to say that. Aye. So so where, where are you from originally,
0: Cara? Uh, so originally I am from Edinburgh. Um, I lived there for about 12 years and then I moved to Glasgow to the west, um, which was lovely.
2: So were you bullied at school? I
0: was. That is exactly it. <laughs> <that. laughs> changed my name and everything.
2: <laughs> Coming from the, the east to the west anyway. Put it that way.
0: So whereabouts in yeah. Edinburgh did you grow up? Uh, so Livingston direction. Uh, right, so okay. it was a town called Broxburn. Might be sure it was a town, but yeah, she's next to Livingston. And uh, is that how you got into football? Did you play a lot of football there, or was it more in Glasgow? No, it was it was in Edinburgh. My dad is a humongous football fan, and um, he coached at Broxburn Athletic, which was the sort of local club boys' team. And I sort of started at the soccer school there, and then I from I literally I can't remember. It's, Young as I can remember, I was playing um, for Broxburn with my dad as my coach, and he was my coach all the way up until I came um, to the to the west. Um, so yeah.
2: And what was it like having your dad as a coach? Oh,
0: God, it caused many arguments. Like I can give you that he's um, he's such he was do you know what he's such a good football man. He loves football. He's he's got great insight, and he always is sort of um, he's been he's been quite ne- like not negative. That's really harsh, but he's always sort of. He's never sort of been the sort of person to sort of say, oh, you were excellent, you were absolutely great. It's always sort of been, you were played well today, but you can do this. And Although it drives me insane, I definitely say I owe a lot to him.
2: What was the sort of set up like at Broxburn? Was it like, uh, you know, pathways for girls and boys or was it sort of mixed? Or no, you... it,
0: was, it was a boys team. It was actually, it was funny, it was basically all the boys I went to school with. in we're in the team and uh, that was it was actually quite good because I was always really friendly with them all I really enjoyed them that sort of spending time with them um but and I was the only girl there I was the only girl in the whole setup that I can remember at that point um there was no girls academy girls anything like that it was just um, me and the boys (laughs)
2: Um, and would you say that puts I mean how did you feel being a young girl in that environment does it put extra pressure on you does it not bother you
0: it, it didn't really bother me because because I, they all they were all my class at school so and they were all my good friends so I actually always really enjoyed the experience but and I also loved the sort of as Lucy sort of touched on the being the girl the only girl playing in the game and you know I, I remember sort of someone saying oh, go and tackle her you know go get the ball off her and they're not able to <laughs> love that <to tackle> <laughs> I'm
2: better than you that's brilliant <laughs> um, what would you say was your greatest achievement in the game so far
0: so far in the game. I, I, i got to say making my debut for Celtic and getting to play under Eddie Waleckey and the the girls at that point at Celtic was just huge. Um and also at youth level playing for Scottish girls in Scotland, I think under 15 was um was just a huge achievement for me. I was chuffed. Oh, definitely. Who was your debut against? My debut was against um my my full debut where I started was um was against the Spartans. And at Ainsley Park. I remember it well. That is a bit of a blur. The whole game kind of passed me by, I felt, but I was just so, so happy that I got
2: the chance. And is there any names in that Celtic team you would recognise? Like, who could you rhyme off from that team that you made your debut with?
0: Definitely starting with Sarah Ewans, Chloe Craig, Natalie Ross, I think, played that day, Rachel Donaldson, um, Kelly Clark was definitely... I don't know if she started that game, but she was definitely around um, at that point. Um Chloe Warrington in fact no Chloe Warrington wasn't there at that point Emma Craig loads of Emma Black just amazing amazing footballers that it was just amazing to be in the changing room with. I actually learned so much during that you know it was only I think it was a month or two but I learned a lot
2: Perfectly. well that was names we recognised so that does sound pretty pretty impressive well done um, but last but not least give us your five a side team you can be in it if you want
0: you do, well, do you know I, I was actually going to say Lucy but after that I was, she's like <laughs> she right, well I- bend. <laughs> 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 um, I'd say my five I'd, I'd say first of all I'd go Kelly Clark for sure um, my whole time at Celtic she was just such a figurehead she was, was class at all times she was obviously the captain and thought when I was with her she was just quality so I definitely have her and then as well from my time at Celtic Sarah Ewan was just nuts on the ball I mean her pace her finishing ability was just crazy and she was just such a great person to be around she really welcomed me and um, I've, I've played against Lizzie Arnott in a friendly and I thought she was out of this world as well. I thought just, again, it was such quality, class, touched on the ball, movement was just class. Um, I think I'd also probably, I I know she doesn't play in Scotland, but I'd have to say Caroline Weir. I just think she's outstanding, you know, and she's obviously had a great week, but I just think she's just when you watch the stuff she does, the goals she scored, the important goals she scored, she's just amazing. And then I'm going to put myself in there because I'd love to play in a <laughs> <seat. laughs> 5 love, I I
2: love that. Because I'd, I'd put myself right in that team anyway. I mean, I'd be terrible, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah. I'd
1: definitely be right in that team. Right. Podcast guests you have picked players want to put these teams up against each other for real and just see what can happen and then live, these, li- live your dreams. Of- but we'll move on in chat a wee bit about your club, Glasgow Girls and Women. Uh, Great win. Last time out, 2-1 win over Burramur. How important was that win, Lucy?
3: Um, Yeah, the win was massive. I think we had a really hard and difficult couple of weeks coming into it and I think last week we really took time to reflect on ourselves and what we can do better and I think a lot of that was just to change the mentality going into the game on Sunday and I think we saw that massively and I think to get that win was was massive for our confidence first and foremost, and a really important three points on the table. And I think we were delighted with that.
1: I, I guess because the ultimate aim is probably that playoff spot, and Birmingham were likely to be your closest rivals to challenging for that. So it was effectively a six-pointer. So your manager must have been de- delighted with you both in terms of the way and the manner of performance, considering there was two defeats prior to that game?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that, I think there was just a real sense of pride because within the group, because it was tough, you know, we've had a tough run, played a lot of tough games and maybe not got the outcome of some of them that we wanted. But I thought the girls rallied really, really well at the weekend. And it was just such a, sense of fight and determination, especially after the penalty that we wanted to go and we wanted to win. And as you said, we sort of understood the assignment as such that Burnham were our closest rivals. So getting sort of three points was was huge, but we're, you know, we know there's still you know eight really hard games to go. Eight cup finals, as you say. And
2: uh, was that the message? Let's see for you guys at the start of the season, was promotion the sort of message amongst the squad? Was that what you were going for? I'll, you know, Cara, you answer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's always been that's always been the target and um you know, we've we've always been there or thereabouts. We had a sort of, sort of, you know, Dundee United have, have pulled away now deservingly they've they've been outstanding this season, but you know, I think we've made a really good account of ourselves and that was the message from the start. Go for promotion, be hungry for it, be determined for it and um we've given ourselves obviously a really good chance to do that.
1: And Lucy, you coming alone from Hibbs to Glasgow women I this season, did you set yourself any Ambitions on a personal
3: level? Um, I think for me, it was really to to develop my game um, a lot this year. I think it's a massive season for me personally as well um, in terms of development. Um, and I think really one of my, my biggest ambitions was to contribute more in terms of goal tally. And um, I've scored a lot more goals this season than I think I have the previous two or three. So um, I'm really happy with that. I just think um, ambitions for me is to help the team get get to, to that stage where we're fighting for promotion come the end of the season.
1: And is that something you say adding goals to your game? Is that something you spend a lot of time in training or like out with training, practicing that sort of thing? Like different different aspects of your game?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it's something that I've always wanted to improve on is is my shooting. I think it's probably a slight weakness of mine. So um I think it is something that I'm working on and getting shots away early and stuff like that. And yeah, so I think for, as I say, the last couple of seasons, I've, I've really only scored, I think, like, honestly, one or two goals. So I did really want to bring that to my game. And I think it's important, especially the position that I play on the park and that sort of number 10 role, that it's important to add goals for the team.
2: Well, about yourself, Cara? Do you set yourself sort of personal targets at the start of each season?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely want to contribute more as well, um, just sort of going forward. But think also personally, I just wanted to bring my game on just a little bit more. I felt like it, I ha- sort of hadn't been able to do that. And to be fair, the coaching has been magnificent with me this year. They've worked really hard and um, just the sort of little technical things like being stronger, being a bit faster. Um, and that is definitely, you know, I'm working hard at it and hopefully that will contribute to the team and the team as a whole and getting the sort of result that we want at the end of the season.
2: And obviously you mentioned the coach there, you obviously mentioned Eddie, I can never say his name, but Eddie Wallerley Black. Um, but so what, what what's Craig like as a coach? I mean, what, what's he taught you different to other coaches or what you know what makes him sort of stand out?
0: Craig is sort of really, really good on just sort of a human basis. You know, he's taught me a lot. He's You know, I've, I obviously had him when I started at City at youth level. Um, I had him then when I was really, really young. And then now he's sort of, it's just sort of the sort of person with Craig. You know, he makes you a better person. He sort of does that side of things, but... Ian Ferry works tirelessly on the chain of ground with us all, but, you know, especially me, he's been, you know, being quite technical and he's really, you know, worked hard to bring my game on and, you know, both of them are super easy to talk to, super easy to sort of work with. They want the best for the player, but also the person as well, which I think is, is really easy and really good to work with.
1: How much days or perhaps nights are you studying with Glasgow women?
0: It's about... Um, Three, two or three nights a week, but there's sort of an expectation that you do your own recovery session as well within that to sort of maximise what happens at training for the rest of the week. Do we all do the recovery sessions?
2: Does everyone do them? Are we all good?
0: Of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just for anyone that just hears the audio, they're both like funny looks there on their faces. <laughs> <all saying> <laughs> <laughs> you both
0: mentioned earlier
1: about the result of the Baramew increasing that confidence one thing it probably helped your confidence Cara in October you picked up the SWPL2 Player of the Month award just how buzzing did you to pick up that
0: I was I was absolutely delighted um I, I again that was sort of something that didn't happen last year I wasn't ever sort of in contention for that sort of thing so I was absolutely buzzing I was super proud but a lot of, I really felt that a lot of credit deserved of Obviously, I took a little bit of it. But, you know, my teammates were superb that month and sort of put me in positions to score goals and contribute to the team in a positive way. So I was buzzing f- for myself. But also I thought, you know, it sort of deserved the team for that month's performance too.
1: Yeah, I get, I get that vibe that as much as goals are a main target for yourself, that your team playing is a really close-knit dressing room at Glasgow, I mean.
3: Yeah, I would say it is a really close-knit dressing room. Um... I think the team morale has always been good. And I think we all really want the best for each other. And we are, we're all really, really close. And I think that's only a positive thing. We've got that connection with each other off off the park. It shows on the park. And I think um, that's something, especially on Sunday there, where we really had to find that within ourselves, that, you know, that we really do want to go for this and we want it for ourselves and we want it for the team. And yeah, I think having that is really important in a team environment.
2: Who's in charge of the music? Who's who's the kinda of team DJ?
3: Um Siobhan Honeyman's our team DJ. Not that our music's my taste, but <laughs> uh... <laughs> It is. It's it's the right music to get into the game. Actually, I can't can't fault her music. It is. It's it's the right type of music for a team dressing room. If I was in the music, you'd all be depressed. So,
2: Carrie, you are nodding hit your head. Do you approve of the music that she plays?
0: I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. We had a we had a dog in the changing room though at the weekend. He so definitely wasn't <laughs> impressed. He was hiding under the benches, so he didn't like it. But yeah, no, did I you, think. Just hardcore bass on it, like it really breaks (laughs) the speaker.
2: So, what would you be listening to, Lucy? Because you said it'd be depressing, but is it all lovey dovey?
3: Oh, I'd I'd have all sorts of Adele playing, and I I don't think it would be anyone's vibe before a game. I think it would be changing and crying, to be honest.
1: (laughs) Now, now, Lucy, you speak of your teammate Siobhan Honeyman. Well, she's told me a little secret about you. You like your dance moves in the Jessing room, and you think you can even strictly come dancing. So, I want to hear a bit about that. <laughs> Brilliant. She,
3: stitched me up massively. she stitched me up massively. No, um, it's no secret to anyone that actually she's she stitched me up. Cara Henderson loves her strictly as well. Don't let her feel me. Me, and Cara, <laughs> me and Cara are definitely the best dancers in the changing without country. Oh, without a doubt.
0: Without a doubt.
1: And, and, it's, and it's your singing voice, Cara, as well. Does that add to the ambience in the dressing room?
0: Oh, no. No, I'd <laughs> it if I started. So let me tell you. <laughs>
3: that's,
1: not, that's not what Sivon told me.
3: This yeah. <laughs> <It's laughs> is up massively.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll have a curveball here in anyone's game and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to get even better when we go to more questions from the socials,
2: girls. We'll get that later. But have you got a, a dance move for a goal celebration then? Because we want to see that on Sunday. Have one. It's
0: straight up salsa with, with the session. We <laughs> go and up? do some straight up some salsa, some Charleston or something that you've picked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he's both mentioned being at Glasgow City. We ever was there a crossover at Glasgow City? We ever there together?
0: Yeah, we were. We were there together. We played actually when we were under thirteen, Zapplayed in the Blacks and you played in the Oranges, I'm pretty sure. So I was with Craig at the in the Blacks, and then we kind of came together for our final year at under thirteens, um, and we were together then. And then I went to Celtic and just stayed on. Well, for those that
2: don't know, how does that work then? The Blacks and the Oranges, what what does that mean?
0: It was just two teams, wasn't it? It was just there was two there was two teams separated at under thirteen level. I think one was taken by Tommy Little, and then one was taken by Craig. And I think, actually, were you in the division above us? I think.
3: No, no, we were in the same division. It was, I think there was just too many of us, and they just done a Glasgow City. Back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I think we were in the same. No, we definitely were because we played again. We had to play against each other, which was was always weird. But it wasn't really. I always felt like the like we, we trained together as well during yeah,
0: the that, Yeah,
3: it was all together, and then we'd play separately, and um, and then the next season we all
0: we'll, combined. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was
3: nice. The two, the two teams combined, and that was. That season was an invincible season, and we've got some amazing memories of that our last year at under-13s. Um, yeah.
2: So what yeah. was it like the week up in to, to training when you knew you were going to play each other? You know, like kind of getting in about each other, or was it quite friendly? Yeah. Oh,
0: I don't know friendly. I don't know if friendly is the word I'd ever use between some of us. <laughs> <laughs> like we're all too no, competitive for it friendly. Yeah. yeah, and then it got worse when I went to Celtic and then we would see each other at regionals and that would be even worse when we were playing each other that weekend. <laughs> <I'll bring it. laughs>
3: I feel like we always, me and Cara though, we've always like stayed really close because we did, even when she went to Celtic and I stayed at Glasgow City, we, we saw each other at regionals and we went to Scotland camps together here and there and we always got on really, really well. So I think that's something that's really nice and now we're back playing yeah, play after all, all these years. So.
2: Oh, Get a tissue, is it?
3: I oh, know, that was really emotional. It's yeah. the nicest thing I've
1: ever said. I,
2: feel, I felt it as well, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I love hot like, stories like that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and you do feel that kind of community around women's football. And it always seems like players know each other through, whether that's regional camps or played with each other and everything. It adds to that kind of... Like, we enjoy it because we can get used to our teammates, but we've had players that are not teammates currently on and we've still had just as much fun, so it's great. For sure. And Move on to some questions from the socials. Yeah, have you got them? Yes, I have indeed. So, <laughs> um, L- 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 Lucy, we know you're on loan from Hibs. A very loyal Hibs woman supporter, Jack Gillis, has messaged us and said, Lucy, how do you feel the SWPL2 campaign has gone so far on a personal level and are you looking forward to possibly getting your chances at Hibs next season?
3: Um, yeah, I think the, the SWPL2 season for me personally has gone really well so far. I, I do think I've developed my game a lot and I think I can see the progressions that I've made from last season. I think this, this season has been instrumental for me in my development. Um and I think I think it's it's been great, and Hibs have played a massive part in that. You know, I've I've got to to train with top class players, and I think there's there's a lot I've I've learned from that and been able to take into to my game and, and learn learn from. And, and yeah, I think the prospect of that next season, I, w- I would love to be given that opportunity. And yeah, just got to keep working hard and hope that those opportunities arise.
1: Was you asking for a loan move, or was the club thinking that would be the best option for you this season?
3: Yeah, it was just sort of just discussion with the with the club, and I think for me it was important to get minutes under my belt this season, and it, it was sort of getting the best of both worlds. Um, Dean gave me that opportunity to go, and I'm I'm still getting to train with Hibs and learn from these players, get used to the environment, um, and get get minutes and play every week at Glasgow Women. So I think it was really the best option for me and um, the right stage in my development to to do that.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a win-win situation all around there. And we had a message from, I don't know if it's a, not a yet, but Rob Wyatt says, who has been your favourite coach and why? I reworded his question slightly. And that's the ball when He never wants to go first.
0: I'll let you go, Cara. <laughs> well, I, I know, I know he wants me to say him. And he is a fantastic, fantastic coach and a really great guy. And, uh, but I, I, I've got to say I've had obviously Craig for a while as well, um, and he is a great coach, but um David Halley at Celtic for me was just um top class to a different level. what well, he when I was sort of there for the development squad, he was he sort of really up the tempo, up the sort of way that we all acted around, and I definitely think that was was huge. So it'd be a tie for those three, I would say. Of course, Rav would be up there. <laughs>
3: um yeah, for me I would say of course Rab's involved. Um and uh, Craig as well, of course. I mean Craig's coached me since I was ten years old. Um and he's been massive in my development. And I've I've said forever that I've got a lot to thank him for and he's always believed in me as well. And um also just up training with Glasgow City first team. I think Scott Booth for me, I've never been coached like it. I think he is Absolutely amazing, and the, the level of training. I think that was also to do with the calibre of players, but I always thought the calibre of his training, like the content and his training sessions were fantastic. So, him as well, yeah. Didn't so, you. I've got you Robbie?
2: The, the best dressed man in women's football. Yeah, no,
1: no you can read my mind. I was just going to say that he's got to be the best dressed man in women's football. What, what was his training like <laughs> that just stood apart from everyone else?
3: Um I, I just I just think he's a fantastic coach. I always thought his, his training sessions were great and he was always good at giving you advice as well where, where you needed it on parts of your game that you could improve. And I think um being a young player, 17-18 at Glasgow City, and um, that was something that I really learned learned from as well, was getting that from him. He's got so much experience and yeah, I think he's a great coach.
1: And we also have a question. This is from another anyone's game contributor, Gordon Macomb. I'll ask both of you, but I'm going to ask Cara first to see if she says who, who she might. Who in the team is the most likely to be sent off for dissent? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the window, I think. Here. <laughs>
0: oh, that, that is a shit. Do you know what I am? Um... <laughs> I that's I, I know this. Uh, Lucy was sent off, but I, I Lucy's level-headed and she's that was not a sending off at all actually if you watched it back that day um actually genuinely there's nobody in the team i mean i think a couple of us were close after the penalty decision at the weekend to get sent off but i genuinely don't think that there's many people that would get sent off including lucy she's 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 a level-headed gal thanks for
3: that <laughs> would
1: you echo
0: that lucy
3: um if, if I had to pick someone, I would probably say myself. I, I do think my, my sending off was maybe unfair, shall I say. so? Harsh. 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 And I do think I'm a lot more level-headed and have ending I learned a lot from it. So, um, But if I had to pick someone, I would have to say myself. I wouldn't want to stitch anyone up like that either.
1: <laughs> you, you're knocking on the compliance officers, though, saying aye, no chance, this is the sending off. But at least, <laughs> at least you learned something from it. I think in every setback in life, having to sit back and watch on the sidelines. I think you joined. You might have joined Gordon that day, actually, um, Yeah. when you was on the sidelines. So at least you learned something during that time, for sure. But another question that we have is, I think it might have been your coach Kelly. I don't, I don't know if she's a coach coach uh, Glasgow women. She said, if you could be anyone else in the team. Who would it be and why? And we'll start with you,
0: Cara. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing from Kelly, actually. Um, I would say, <laughs> I'd love to live a day in Caitlin Caravan's life because I just would love to know what goes on in that head. Like That would just be so interesting. Um, on the pitch, I would love to play in Lucy's shoes. I'd love for my feet to move that fast. They don't quite, unfortunately, my body, but... I have to go with Caitlin, I've got so many questions about what goes through her head and what she does on a daily basis, so I'm going to have to go with Caitlin Canavan.
3: Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Um, I, I'd have probably said Caitlin as well, because as Cara said, she's a world of her own a lot of the time and she comes out with some ridiculous things, so yeah, I would love to know what goes on up there, I'm trying to think who else. I'd like to have a life in Jade Wilson. I'd, oh, I'd like yeah. Life. She's yeah. another one that She's very funny and um, I think it'd be interesting to live a day in her life.
1: What's the sort of thing that Caitlin Canavan would come out with that just makes it so obscene? Oh. That's what I want to know.
0: Think crazy and then time's dead. <laughs> just bonkers. It is nuts. But she's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. But I just no idea where she pulls it from. It's <laughs> not kind
1: <of> a team <laughs> joker, is it? But we'll, we'll move on to it final question of the podcast and it is who would be the best and the worst standing goalkeeper in your team
0: and we'll start with you Cara best would be Leah Robinson she's had to do it a couple times Uh, and she's actually not bad she can kick the ball a fair distance from hands um worst worst that's a that's an interesting one worst I would maybe need to say myself because I'm not even joking the two times I played in goals I had a nosebleed for one of them and the second time I sprained my wrist really sorely really badly sorry I don't think that's a word and so I would never choose to go on goals it's just not something I'm I'm good at at all can not actually think of anyone else maybe somebody tiny but I don't actually know who I would go for probably myself I'll go myself I would have
3: probably said Leah, but I'll change it up just to make it interesting. I'm going to say Caitlin Carnarvon because she plays Gaelic football and that's your hand, isn't it? So I would imagine she'd be quite good. And whenever we play, like, um, what's that? Is it handball we play at the start? I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, never... God,
0: yeah, she's all over the place.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not the game for me. I don't come to football to use my hands, but anyway. Um, <laughs> are
0: we
2: are we, are we dig there? <laughs>
3: No, I'm joking, but um, like I would say Caitlin because she has She's always. She I actually thinks she loves when we play handball. Like she's all about, it and I just let her get on with it. So I'd go Caitlin, and then worst, I was trying to think of something small.
0: Um, Maybe Robin Gallagher, she's quite wee, isn't she? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. There was a time when we were playing handball that I dared Lucy every time she got the ball to just throw it straight out the park, and she did it. She did it about seven times in a row. Somebody passed her the ball and she just hoofed it out the park. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to turn down the dare, do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I always laugh, you know, when folk go, well, the smallest and go, the cat can go and go, and then I found out, like, friend of mine, Abby Little, she's been like regional camps and all that and it's less than five foot and the goalkeeper There's things like that it defies logic like that. people can jump but we'll have to put you in goal one time and you can just see. Unless you've got any more questions, Kenny, we're less than a minute left of this recording. Hey, I was
2: just going to say we need to wrap it up. Talk about Karmarnik.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a really, really, really tough game, but it's a big game and um, I think we're all really, really up for it and looking forward to it. It's a chance to sort of get another three points on the board and that's what we want to do, win every game until the end of the season.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining this edition of the Anyone's Game podcast, Lucy and Karen, and also you, Kenny. Great to have you back on the show.
2: And good luck to Glasgow girls for the rest of the season.
1: Thanks for
3: having me.
0: Cheers.